Okay, listeners, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Cyril Flower Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton. Uh, we're recording, uh, sorry, we're teaming up to record episode 114 of the 1 1 Your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is quarter to 12 on Thursday, the 10th of February, Albany in the Great Southern in action this afternoon. Ascot and Cogenup Cup Day for the amateur riders on Oof. Saturday. So good luck to everyone involved with the uh, the annual Cogenup, I guess it's sort of semi-pro uh, meeting there. Uh, Craig Morrison, mm-hmm. if you uh, follow Craig Morrison, the um, Albany Mount Barker race caller on Twitter, and he'll be taking, he'll be um, keeping everyone up to date with all the results and all the photos and, and everything. Uh, Morrow does a really, really good job of, uh, of uh, supporting and um, promoting the Cogen Up event. So give him a follow on Twitter and you can, uh, you can get all the, uh, keep up to date with all the Cogen Up info this Saturday. And of course, the weekend wraps up in Geraldton, the Crayfish Coast this Sunday. Yes, it certainly does. No feature, is it? It's not a feature day. No. No, no not when's not the cup? Can't be too Wins far away. Can't be too yeah, we had the Batavia away. Sprint a few weeks ago. They usually, oh no, they're not always near each other, are they? Actually, no. now I think I thought the Jordan yeah, Cup yeah. and the uh, Albany Cup sort of line up somewhere, so that maybe March, April, sort of thing. Yeah, I, I think it's usually around April. So, more importantly, when's the when's the Port Adelaide Sprint? Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's that's the big one. Yeah, yeah. Does does everyone know that you've uh, you're a proud sh- no. shareholder in no. the mighty Peppy Jack? No, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Good decision, though. Port Edland Peppy, he might win the. Uh... Port. <laughs> That's very. I like. I don't mind that. Yeah, Port Edland. Port Edland Peppy. But I, I think there's a bit of a rumor going around that they're going to scrap the Port Edland Sprint target in favour of the Cup. So that could be anything, Guru, with Peppy Jack. Oh, okay, yeah. right. What's the What's the Cup? It's good to see the owners get that information early. Uh, what's the uh, What's the What's the What's the Cup over two there's something like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is are they on the same day? I think they're on the same day. Yeah. Oh, the the say- Cup will be worth uh, significantly more. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, can you race on the same day twice? Because I get the feeling Peppy Jack would love that. Uh, he used to be able to. He used to be able to do that Leinster and Leonora and uh, Laverton, those places. I'm yeah, positive yeah. you could race twice in a day, not that long, not that long ago, actually. So, but I think it's been uh, it's been outlawed. So. Um, yeah, Peppy Jack to me feels like a really good three-hour backup horse. Yeah, you know, go really, really good off yeah. of forty minutes type things. So. Uh, he's sort of horse who could win over twelve hundred and then go and win over eighteen as well. I would have thought. Well, I was actually hoping the eighteen would be first, just to just to have him uh, <laughs> just to have him warm for the twelve hundred meters. So anyway, let's get on with this. We're talking dribble. All right, stay tuned. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city, meets, get out, stakes, competition, and what an exciting week. Um, in our Champs First Challenges, um, Mastermind, mm. Mundaring Hotel Mastermind with, um, with a mystery challenger taking on Toby Dunn, going for number five, looking to become only the second man um, to jag five on the bounce. Um, yeah, stay tuned for a uh, what promises to be an epic matchup. Yeah, because we, we draw the line at five, two, Guru. You can't just keep That's marching it. on. Once you've won five, mm-hmm. you uh, you retire uh, undefeated. So uh, yeah, Toby is out to uh, to uh, make his mark with a fifth straight mastermind victory. Cannot wait for that. So um, yeah, what's happening, Betfair Edge? You've you've got back in the swing of things, Terry. Been finding a few winners. What's happening on uh, this weekend's edition? 
Oh, you just got to go on Miles's, uh, Miles's Twitter to see how many winners he's fighting. <laughs> uh, dear, I, I don't think he listens to this, so I can say I blocked his uh, Twitter anyway. It's too much for me. Um, love the bet, Fair Edge. Now, it's all going very well. Uh, I don't know who we got on tomorrow. We had LK on last week, and uh, obviously he had a pretty good week. So we have, we have a pretty good knack. I think like we do in the 1-1 pod of actually uh, – having people on and they tend to have a bit of success on the weekend. But um, no, podcast will be available online Friday afternoon and the um, and the website, the radio <laughs> station, BJ. Jeez, I did it so well last week. Uh, yeah. 5, 6, 7 a.m. or something on those lines. 6, 5, it's on, 7. It's on the radio. Six, no, no one listens. No, 6, six five, 5, 7. seven that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no one listens to the radio. Yeah, no one listens. Download the app. Pretty easy. Download yeah. the app. Download exactly the app. right. SEN, Better yeah. Edge, Guru, Winners. Plenty. It's all happening. Exactly. Uh, Cyril Flower, Stakes Day. What are we thinking? Uh, weather, track, rail position? Well, rail position is quite um, – well, rail position is complete guesswork. So, mm. last week it was six – well, let's forget Pinjaro the week before, six metres. And you had to lead or be breeze to win. It was just a day where you had to be forward. Um and the week before that, BJ was at the True, and if you're on the fence, you were brown bread. You basically could not win. Um, the fence was quicksand, so I don't know. Nine metres throughout the year has been off pace. It's been on pace. It's been rail hot. It's been rail cold. So it feels like every week is, is just a, um, it's complete guesswork. But uh, there have been, and especially I guess this does happen as the season progresses, but there's been real, really strong definitive patterns, I guess, in the last few weeks. So just be mindful of that and um, – if you don't take an early price, don't be afraid to take a late one. The fitting of the pattern. But it's funny because Belmont, like they've obviously raced a lot on Belmont. Mm. Belmont's like, do you know how good it's playing? Yeah. Are you getting horses leading winning? Are you getting horses coming six off down the centre? Are you getting horses three? The, the big one for me is three back the fence. Do you remember that period at Pinjarra? And I think you were one of the first to, to sort of pluck it out. You, the horses that were sort of settling rail and run with cover, and it probably was – uh, rain related were just cooked like you yeah. couldn't be in that rail line with cover and yeah Belmont's just holding up incredibly well like just how fair it's playing every meeting there was a race yesterday where gold merits was four back the fence I think um, yep got up and finished at one but finished alongside blonde warrior who in the who was three wide with cover so the three wide line with cover was winnable mm-hmm. uh, back on the fence was winnable Belmont's just uh, yeah it's, it's um it's quite. It's been quite refreshing actually to have that little bit of a break from Ascot Saturday, Ascot midweek. The throwing the Belmont in the mix has been quite good. I mean, there was a few, few big price winners yesterday. I don't know. Did you get a slice of the quaddy, Terry? No, I was, I was alive after all, man. Actually, I was. I was at a little group chat with uh, a few of the lads, and I, I said, which one are you? Wankers knocked off um, all man in the morning because I was actually had done my. I uh, had it as one to back when the minimum bet law was kicked in at 9 o'clock, but it didn't quite make it to 9 a.m., so I, uh, I wasn't on, actually. That's one of my many hard luck stories and one of the reasons we're doing a remote podcast, actually, today, <laughs> <laughs> Uh But no, just just uh, just all man. I missed the last three legs, unfortunately. So the Quaddy paid 205000 yesterday, mm. and there's a carryover of uh, the best part of 40000 and in the even in the last alone, Melody Secret thirty four dollars first moment twenty six dollars a place, and the la- the first four in the last was fifty five thousand. So um, yeah, yeah there were some big divvies and some uh, some big collects there to be had in the uh, in the novelties. That was wild. That was some wild stuff in the last, wasn't it? Yeah, with uh, yeah, Bumper Humper obviously wasn't 
fit or healthy or happy and then Zudini, Zudini was not 99 lengths last <laughs> yeah exactly right over 1200 and it probably wins comfortably and uh yeah that was a funny 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 old race not one i'd be looking at for uh as a uh, solid form reference going forward, BJ. All right. Well, let's try and uh, let's try and find some um, find our footing here on Silverflower Stakes Day mm. in the uh, in the opening event, the uh, Millie Park Plates Race One at twelve thirty seven for the two year olds. How good is it now? The trials are actually working again, Terry. We can we can watch these uh, these trial replays rather. We can watch these two year olds in action and get get a uh, good guide as to where they are at. For mine, you are my you are my trial replay, BJ. I'm just going to listen to what you say, and if it convinces me, I'll have a bet. If not, I won't. <laughs> well, for mine, uh, did you catch the trial of a Symphony in Red? Mark Porter, I did, yes. Steve Powers. That was a really really nice trial. So uh, I like Symphony in Red from a first starter point of view, as well as. Uh, hear my prayer from the Pierce Brothers Yard. Now, this horse was actually an emergency in the Magic Millions last Saturday. So the stables obviously got a big opinion of hear my prayer to have to accept for the Magic Millions. Didn't get a start, but um, this looks a really good uh, backup option for this fellow playing God. Two-year-old trials have been uh, been really, really encouraging. Uh, so from a first starter point of view, Symphony in Red and um, hear my prayer, uh, they stand out for mine. Of course, Fiorucci, Mama and Santorio, they're the two winners of the race. Fiorucci, Mama found the front in a similar assignment basically two weeks ago with William Pike in the saddle uh, and was pretty strong on the line to hold out hang glider on that occasion but um but yeah I, good day well, good day to be forward good day to be forward and um pike, there much pike, well rated by pike in front actually so um, yeah it was his last saturday winner that's before, right that's uh, right departing was there um when you did the rest of the trial replays mm-hmm. babe, did you notice much other speed or did you think fiorucci mama would find the top uh again with some degree of ease yeah i thought fiorucci mama should find the uh the top with a fair amount of ease i've got i've got expedition with a bit of gate speed the first starter mm-hmm. from from the Tiana Robertson Yard um, and Playhouse Patron showed gate speed in trials, was a bit sluggish on debut, but I see that the stable have gone for the blinkers uh, with Kira Yule and saddle. So expecting positive tactics, Kira Yule from gate 10. But really for mine, with Holly Watson on Fiorucci Mama, should, from gate four should bounce, find the front and sort of look to control like she did the other day. Okay. But you're with number uh, 12, Symphony in Red. Yeah. I mean... Mark Forder wouldn't have very many horses in work, but I just, it was only a $9,000 yearling purchase, Symphony in Red, but it's by Flying Artie, who um, is a a very promising young stallion. It's out of a snitzel mess. So she's actually quite, and if you look back through the generation, she's actually quite well bred with some very smart horses uh, in her pedigree. And I just like the way that she traveled in that trial for Stephen Parnham, sort of landed midfield, was traveling, um, angled out into 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 uh, galloping room, and Stevie still hadn't even let go of her. So she was able to improve without even without him really asking her for an effort and then shook her up and then she coasted to the line. I thought that was a quite an impressive trial result from Symphony in Red. Just have to get away cleanly to land midfield again um, from gate six uh, with clear galloping room, uninterrupted run. I think Symphony in Red's the one to beat. All really right. really like taken it. with that trial, yeah. Okay. Race number two, another one of the platinum races. How are we going? These platinum races are quite uh, have been quite uh, difficult to uh, to find the winner in, in recent weeks, but we'll try again here. The Westbeat Platinum back to the twelve hundred after last week. 
Uh, Halatorium was a moral beating at the 1300. Not that we need to, to harp on about that, BJ. <laughs> but, um, yeah, interesting couple of runners here. Obviously, we've got Sun Sphere first up. Uh, you were, Durant with Lucy. Sorry? You were disgusted after that race the other day, Terry. That was very funny. I, yeah, I was. And let's, that was definitely not a, a dig at Brad. I think I was just uh, flat that we'd all, we yeah. had a whole bunch of owners in the bus. And it would yeah. have been, uh, if we just pushed out, if you, if you watch the replay again at about the 350, and it was good riding by Joey as a party on Blazing Away, but his horse was, was cooked. And, um, Buddy, he had a real, he didn't want to let ours out. And Halatorian's only a little bugger and Blazing Away is a fair unit. And as Brad Rewilla said, he, he just wasn't able to push himself out there. So I had to go for the gap. But if we had got out at the top of the straight, I think we would have probably gone past him. And mm. um, I'd probably still be feeling it today. So anyway, plenty of good things in store for Halatorian though. Yeah, he's going good. He's doing really well. Yeah, no, very happy. Um, anyway, this race over the 1,200 metres, BJ, I tell you what, rule E. Um, not only has she been winning well, but they've, uh, they've known, haven't they, as well? There's been strong money, even when she lost three starts back. So she went to Pinjarra off a month break, missed a run, uh, was backed off the map from a sticky gate with the apprentice on. Things didn't go to plan. It's turned into a reasonable form reference. Uh, but since then, they backed up off four days, sat three deep the trip, beat Parler by a couple, then, I uh, was in the moving line and uh, and won quite softly against Fine Your Man. Um, yeah, she's clearly flying. She's won with something in hand. You do have to query a couple of things, maybe. The fact that, A, she's now back again, back 1,200 again metres. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's obviously chasing the, the $40,000 race here and understandable. Uh, and secondly, um, that form really hasn't been franked. Find Your Man went really uh, ordinary yesterday. Parley, I don't Find your map? Yeah, yeah, backed off the map. Yeah, backed off the map. Um, yeah, that was the race that meant we did a COVID safe podcast. Um, <laughs> and Parler, I think, might be going around on Sunday last time I looked at the acceptances for Jero. So, um, yeah, a little bit to be um, done there in regards to franking of the form, but you can only beat what's in front of you, BJ. $3.30 or so. I think that's sort of bearish bones. Mm -hmm. um, that's a little bit thin. So, um, just a little spec for me on, on the toppy native chimes. Yep. Um, she's uh, the only leader in this race. Um, she should be able to march straight to the top. Holly Watson's been aboard twice. Uh, two of those, two of those, two of her better runs in recent times. Um, that second to standout rose on the thirteenth of October last year. That was that day where, if you were leading, you were cooked. You were absolutely brown bread. And um, she's led, given a big kick, and only got grabbed right in the line by a, uh, a horse on the better part of the going and better part of the surface. Um, Holly then was on when she uh, rolled against Pat Scott Sass and beat Pat Scott Sass, who obviously came out and won a hundred thousand dollar race. So that form looks reasonable enough. Um, yeah, she'll just go to the top run and uh, look. I don't know if she'll be able to hold on late, but she's around about. She was eight or she six now, seven bucks. Yeah. yeah, around about yeah, around about that seven dollar mark. That's that's enough for me. I think she's going to be in front for eleven hundred and fifty meters at least. So, what does that pay? <laughs> <laughs> well, Newhead was in front for uh, a stride or two on Saturday as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> still, still waiting for my justice payout. <laughs> Yeah, uh, very good. Yeah, the, the leader in the race um, goes good for Holly Watson. Shows a bit of dash fresh, fresh too, does Native Charm, so I can see where you're going mm -hmm. with it. Rule eight, the, the one to wait for, for me. I'm sure 
you can probably guess the last time I backed Rule was the day that it got beaten by Sooty Boy. Thanks, Sooty Boy. Uh, that, was, uh, that, yeah. was, that was outstanding. Paddy Carberry on board that day got beat. Our lip was a bit stiff. Um, so what price was what price was Sooty Boy that day, uh, BJ? Hundred to one, I think. You probably. You and Toby Dunn and Pete Anton, it's probably back then, I reckon. So. <laughs> uh, I wish, I wish. <laughs> but uh, so I haven't had the uh, had the pleasure of chiming in our last two, but yeah, just flying. Love the way that she sat three wide, no cover, and won like a fair horse, uh, her maiden, two starts ago, and then followed up with a pretty convincing display the other day. Good to see Vaughan Sigley back in a bit of form as well. Jay Whiting, he's... He's running super at the moment. The horses are, horses are uh, really running for him. So, Rule E is the, uh, for me, is the obvious uh, on topper for mine. Uh, I just thought Alien from Mars was a bit stiff. Chris Parnham on the other day sort of made a mess of the start, got back, had to go around them, um, got sort of shunted and then rattled for, for third. Um, just with a clean getaway and a soft run from a low draw, Chris Parnham saved up. If he can p- potentially sort of Go through them or inside them with Alien. Alien from Mars has a has a bit of a kick. Late late finishing burst as Alien from Mars might be might be another horse with a bit of closing speed to, to get over the top of Native Chimes as well. But for me, I thought Rule Lee around. Yeah, I was hoping for more like three fifty. What price were you Rule Lee? Um, I found this race difficult to mark. I'm just watching the Native. This is you're about to get one of those. Uh, one of those sooks. I think I have to wait another couple of hours for bowler and native chimes. It's just it's just getting walloped as I'm talking. It probably yeah. has been up for an hour. Is someone listening? Is there bugs? I knew we shouldn't have done a COVID safe edition. <laughs> um, I, I I didn't mark this race with any real degree of confidence. I was around about 360, 370 rule, eh? $4 native chimes, who's now eights to 550 across the board. So I'll have to decide if I want to take 550 now rather than $8, which is lovely. Um but it was more for me about taking a few of the others on to some degree. And uh, the, the three we've mentioned are the three I'd, I'd sort of be focusing on. Yep, very good. Yeah, Rule E for me. But if, if she's going to get knocked off, I think it could be a day for Alien from Mars, Chrissy Parnham and Bobby Turrell. Race right. three. Race three over the 1,400 metres. Gillian Antar... Antartus, forever a winner. Handicap, I like that. That's a good race name. Forever a winner. Handicap, uh, and geez, this is uh, this is match race uh, central. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, there is only two runners. I know Bragwell's just a tick under the ten dollar mark, but uh, yeah, Trade War a dollar ninety, River Rubicon three dollars ten. If there's a horse that deserves to win a Saturday race more than Trade War, then I haven't found it. Um, I actually wrote my uh, preview last night, BJ, and I said these are the three horses that gave Trade War the cart up. Uh, there was uh, Island Missile three starts ago uh, when Chevelle Devargo won. Island Missile ran eleventh, beaten about seven lengths. Two starts ago, it was oh, was it praying with God? Yes, praying with God was the horse trying to give uh, Trade War the card up. It ran last, and last start it was Depara who was deep the trip, giving Trade War the card up, and it ran last. It, it's it's hard to stress how how important it is to have a nice horse carting you into the race when you're rearward and you're trying to chase horses like Chevelle de Vega or horses like Fanta on leader bias track. So. Those efforts become even better when you sort of look at the obstacles um, he faced in the run. So, look, he should land a, a bit closer here. There's, there's some obvious back markers that should be behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll be in about fifth on the back of a horse like um, uh, Brother Paddy, perhaps. And 
it just comes down to how good River Rubicon is. I'm yeah. I, I'm not too keen to get involved at trade war or anything too thin because I think River Rubicon is really good. That win last start, I know the breeze was better than the rail at Mount Barker, but that was a really nice win. Um, and every everything we've seen from River Rubicon has been really really nice. So um, yeah, you'd love to see them just go to the top here, yeah. um, BJ. Yeah. I can't see why they would look to hand up or who they would even hand up to. Uh, Whack and Tank, it doesn't jump that well. Call against Fresh, it's one that might race forward, but they're probably happy just. Plopping in around them, but um, yeah, cracking match race. I'm two dollars ten versus three dollars twenty. So the yeah, the current market obviously is priced one hundred twenty five percent. I'm priced to ninety eight percent. So the, it's basically bang on, and um, yeah, cracking race. Yeah, I was actually a bit closer together. So uh, trade war and river Rube kind of marked them almost uh, fairly similarly. Actually, I I, I tip trade war in the leg up. I've been keen on him to knock off Chevelle de Varga twice now and then to knock off Fanta. Um, hasn't been able to through circumstance and act more the gates, I reckon, than than anything. Um, and also just the, the tempo at which the race has been run. But um, has he the only th- worry that I have is has he just thrown so much into those last three runs? Um, when, when does he start sort of tapering off for his prep? Or, or can, yeah. he, can he sustain it? Whereas River Rubicon's a fresh, fresher horse on the scene. Got the soft kill first up, twelve hundred Mount Barker comes to town, fourteen hundred gets a gets a draw where they can hopefully be really positive and and um, sort of control the race from there. Trade War again is going to be chasing again, having to get over the top of River Rubicon. Uh, for mine, I, I I've got leaning to Trade War, but at the prices at the moment, River Rubicon's a bet for me. So um, okay, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, it's. I, I was sort of thinking River Ruby. Um, they might be a bit closer in the market, but uh, the market at the moment has found trade war. I think uh, Brad went up two ten, currently dollar ninety with Brad, and um, yeah, as Terry said, he's into odds on across the board now. Trade war, so. Um, that being the case, River Rubicon is the bet for mine. I just hope Sean uh, McGrady is really decisive on River Rubicon early. If they're going to lead, lead, and um, and just try to try to win from there and make trade war get over the top of him. Yeah, I think that's bang on. It's uh, we we can really only sort of. Uh Sort of guess how good River Rubicon is, and this is uh, this is the perfect uh, perfect assignment. Trade War's been in a few match races, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it and Chevelle de Varga cleared out twice in the market, and last week it was it and Fanta. Kendall's me dad was the third horse that went well, but um, yeah, Trade War finds itself in a lot of head to head battles, and um, yeah, we'll we'll learn a. A bit more on Saturday, but uh, it'll be a case probably for me, BJ. If I'm hoping one of them gets walloped. I'm hoping River Rubicon gets smashed in the market and I get some high twos trade war. I'm hoping trade war starts at seventy and I get four bucks River Rubicon and then that'll probably decide who I back. Yeah, yeah. Both both really nice horses. Of course, trade war is a four-year-old River, River Rubicon three. I imagine if River Rubicon wins or runs section second, he'll push on to maybe a mile next start and Steve, Steve mm-hmm. Wolf will be eager to see whether he can um, – he can – sort of have a second string WA Derby, maybe even a first string WA Derby horse uh, alongside stablemate Let's Deal, who we'll be talking about shortly. But really, really nice horse, River Rubicon, and I think Trade Wars got is a genuine Saturday horse and a quality, quality up-and-comer as well. So good race. Uh, I've tipped Trade War in the leg up, as I said, just recapping, but uh, the, the way that the market is structured at the moment, River Rubicon is a bet for mine. Very good. Race number four, the Crown Perth Handicap over the 1,000 metres. 
intriguing, intriguing little race here. More importantly, an intriguing little speed map here, BJ. Uh, fair bit of tempo uh, is engaged, but who goes for the front, who sits and whatnot is probably the key. Um, so we have... Just lost my screen for a moment there. Uh, we've got some sort in, in barrier in gate eight. Do you think some sort has the pace back to the 1,000 metres? You, you presume that Jet's been booked purely for the fact they want to lead this race. I've got some sort finding the fence. Do you concur? I do. DJ? I do. Yeah. Some sort of finding the fence. Express time sits. Express time with a sit is 100 to 1. Um, with 61.5 kilos, it's been gifted two wins in a row. I really like express time being $7 in this race because that's what's that, 14, 15% of the market mm-hmm. that I just just simply could not have. Um, they've done really well with express time this campaign and the wins they have got out of her, but with a sit, she is uh, absolutely cooked. I would suggest Born to Rule in gate number 12. I think they'll probably, probably find the breeze with Born to Rule, but gee, she's going to have to do some serious work because there's no, it's no certainty that some sort finds a rail on its day crammed and can be very quick. Yeah. Um, it can be very hard to cross. And then you've obviously got express time. They might be desperate to kick up. They might see it the same way. Well, we're not going to stop start with 61 and a half. And, uh, and then you also have Kelvin, who I don't think back to the thousand will be able to go with them early, BJ. But, but will go hard enough to make you sort of work. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. So there's this was a race. I just, yeah, I found so many horses. I was happy to put a line through. So um, I thought Bond Rule would go up a bit shorter. I'm a little bit disappointed it hasn't because from the barrier, I'm pretty. Pretty happy to take on Born Rule to some degree. The trial, the trial was good. This is a horse who's been educated in in, in jumping and running, and um, I, I just there. I still think there's a big possibility Born Rule Chris Parnham if he doesn't begin all that well, or or if there is that little speed battle, he might have to take a sit, or he might have to look for a, a spot, or he might end up three wide. No, even if he gets to the breeze, she gets to the breeze. Sorry, it's a um, it's a really tough assignment um, with the amount of tempo and the, and the pressure that's going to be on. Uh, some sort, Jet still looking for his first Saturday winner. Um, I think that it's one of the hardest to beat, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to take on the young apprentice as well. They're still looking to crack a milestone. Like uh, young Luke Campbell's got a few really nice rides down at um, Albany, up at Al- down at Albany today. Uh, but I'll probably just be happy to, to stay out of, of Luke until he rides a winner. I think he's pretty good, by the way, BJ. Okay. Luke Campbell, a lot the way. Yeah, I think he's got a little bit about him. So uh, hopefully he can crack it on a horse like worth a risk today. Um, express time, as I said, I'm happy to take on. Guns and Navarone's not impossible with this weird old tempo out in front. Like a Jaguar is not impossible with the tempo, but where fitness-wise where like a Jaguar is at, I, I couldn't back it personally. Uh, Agent Kennington's a, just a plotter, but again, not unsuited with the tempo on and uh, there's no way I'm having Kelvin probably sitting one or two back the fence, back to the thousand meters. So basically, it comes down to the only horse I can back here is time scale, time BJ. Scale, yep. um, I think time scale comes out of a harder race in that 66 plus. I don't think time scale was suited dropping out from the awkward alley. Um, I like the fact born to rules drawn outside time scale. So Paddy Carberry can follow um, her across and either find a spot or, or just just sum it all up and, and try and make something work, but. Just on their best form and, and, and what's sort of proven at the minute. And as we said, Paddy Carberry's riding pretty well. I'm I'm happy having something on uh, on time scale, basically from a pair of deduction. Yeah, yeah. I thought time scale was pretty good. First up, mm-hmm. just got caught in a. I forget the horse he was 
she was following, I think it might have been King's Authority, perhaps. Yeah, it was. It yep. was King's Authority, who sort of was three wide, no cover, maybe even four wide at stages and just meant that Brad Parnham couldn't go when he wanted to go and it didn't take him anywhere, just a bit, a bit of a yeah, good old-fashioned um, roadblock there. And then so had to peel and go around and lost ground and got going again late. So I reckon there was actually a lot of merit in the run and that that she can she can bounce off that and elevate. So yeah, I'm with you with the the time scale. I think I found this really hard race and her her career wounds have all been on speed yeah. or in the first three or four as well. So I don't I don't think she's a mare that's gonna come from last. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that could probably yeah, three wide with cover time scale. Um, a bit closer than she was first up perhaps for, for her. But yeah, I uh I did this race uh, quickly uh, last night when I was doing my leg up, and I just as soon as I'd done it, didn't, up, it didn't deserve it didn't deserve much time. As soon as I started my writing, I sort of felt oh, I don't know if I've gone the right way here, but um, just probably more the fact that the Adam Durant camp is just going so well at the moment, and uh, um, just they've good they're really firing. I think four winners last last Sunday at Pinjarra. Um, it's born to rule has. Is fast, got good form as a two and three year old around some handy horses. Uh, first up, we're expected to to run really well. Trial was good, quick time. Again, it's just it's just going to be what sort of pressure Born to Rule is going to have to encounter uh, from coming across from the outside alley. If it can get outside leader with Chris Pun, just the way that he rides, he's able to conserve and and he's quite kind to these on speed horses. If some sort and Jet Stanley can be a bit of a marker and Chris Pun can rate Born to Rule outside and leave a little bit in the finish, I think Born to Rule's got a bit of class and is fast enough to to make a real impact. I, I'm with you. I thought it would have been um, vying for favoritism, born to rule, sort of is now, wasn't initially. But uh, so I went for born to rule on top, low confidence, but I'm sort of sort of starting to head in your direction with time scales. So it's starting to make a bit more sense to me now. And um, and I thought Guns of Navarone could be the blowout, but he's he's sort of he's sort of 750-ish now. I thought he was yeah. sort of going to be more like double figures. Yeah, me too. Mm. I thought we might see something a little bit better. Guns of Navarone was probably a better run than time scale just about yeah. uh, their last time out. But I think time scale will be ridden more suitably here. But um, yeah, it's got that sort of blowout feel, but I just can't see what the what the potential blowout is. Lucy and Brett Pope combined yesterday was street fair. <laughs> street fair. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Cram uh, not Cram and Klondike, Kenny has put in a couple of okay ones. But street yeah, fair. It's got a it's got a blowout type of feel, but uh I'll just be focusing my attentions on time scale. But good luck to the crew with uh the danger of the clear danger in my market is, is some, some sort. sort. I got born to rule I got born to rule third favourite, but some sort I got about four fifty and um yeah good luck to uh to Walks and uh Daney and uh, and Cripper who uh yeah they're big chance of uh having their first First day success with Jets. First day success. Yes, yes. Yeah. Good luck to the boys with some sort. So, all right, let's take a break, Terry, and we'll be back with the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans, this one, Terry. We've got Toby Dunn versus Jay Rooney. We cannot wait. Whoa. BJ. It is now time for the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition who's it uh tell us more about the mundaring hotel bj oh will do will do terry thanks for that lady that was a good one um the mundaring of course <laughs> has been the heart of the hills since 1899 located in jacoby street mundaring uh 
you, if you're uh, a big fan of uh, this this weather, getting out and about, this way you can go and check out the Mundaring. Butchie and his mob up there will, uh, will roll out the red carpet for you. Feed Flutty, uh, Flutter? Froffies? Flutty. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind a flutter. <laughs> Froffies, family atmosphere, big decks. Uh, get up there, support our sponsors, the uh, the great team up there at the Mundaring Hotel. Say good day to Ian Butchie O'Connor. So this is uh, this is going to be a good one, Terry. We have, of course, Toby Dunn, who has won four straight masterminds, and he's looking to become only the second person to win five on the trot and uh, secure up his uh, seat at the Perth Racing Guru end of year party. Is that still up for grabs? Is that still a is that still a thing, Terry? Yeah, of course it's still a thing. Yeah, I, uh, yeah we might even I, – I just a little bit of it in, so we might even move it forward and do it mid-year. in October this year. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, not mid-year. It'll still be second <laughs> half of the year, but uh, look, I'll be honest with you. I think – I think I've had a fun with Toby, but I think Toby might get the invite, uh, even if he's unsuccessful here. Okay. So I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping Jay knocks him off, so that gives. Uh, oh, I oh. to say who it is. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, no. So, what have I done? <laughs> no, that's all good. Our challenger for today <laughs> is none other than Jay Rooney from the West Australian, the only man, the only contestant rather to win five straight masterminds. And of course, Toby and Jay have done battle uh, before when we were recording up at the Mundaring. And uh, yeah, it was uh, Toby gave Jay a bit of a scare, but uh, Jay saluted on that particular occasion. So uh, in order for Toby to make it five straight, we've uh, wheeled out the big gun. So this looks set to be a cracker without uh, holding you on the phone any longer. Jay, because I know you're a busy man. Welcome back to the 1-1. One, one. Thanks, guys. Good to be back. Uh, well, I've just butchered that. It was meant to be a nice surprise factor in this. Uh, Jay, it is great to have you back. Uh, Toby, I'll direct this one at you. Now that you know who you're up against, um, what's, what's the main feeling? Is it redemption? Are, are you chasing the five or is it just about beating uh, Jay Rooney? I think it's just about beating Jay Rooney, I'd say. <laughs> I want to. I want to redeem myself, and I, I'm hoping for a level playing field today. So no, uh, no McLurch questions. <laughs> if we can, yeah, <laughs> a bit more modern would be would be pleasant. Wow, West McLurch is cotton stock. <laughs> Jay's not just playing for everybody that um, wants to see you get beat, but he's also playing for everybody that backed the Spruker last week because uh, you uh, you and uh, Pistol Pete Anthony, it's probably led by Pistol Pete Anthony, it's obviously backed Utgard Loki. Um, there's a few disgruntled punters around. So, um, yeah, I, I actually I, don't know any anybody that will be cheering for you here, Toby. You're on your own. I, did, I noticed a bit of that anti-Utgard chatter. I, I saw a lot of pro-Spruker anti-Utgard. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're leading, work it out. we're leading the charge. <laughs> so, uh, Toby and uh, Toby Dunn and Jay Rooney, this is a clash of the mastermind titans. Here we go. Your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you need to be the first contestant to answer three questions correctly. Terry. Okay, but just before we start, BJ, your ears all cleaned out. Are we? Because I feel a bit nervous as a as a host, yeah. Because the, this is that both. You'd think both both parties will know the answer pretty quickly here, so it's really going to come down to who's first in best dress. We've got to we've got to adhere to the rules properly. As soon as we hear a name, we stop asking the question. 
Oh, I'm just nervous, BJ. I'm just a bit nervous. Yeah, there's a lot at stake. Anyway, all right. It's time to get into it. Challenger. I don't feel like Jay deserves to be called the challenger, so I've just got to get on with this. Challenger, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. It took him a second there because he's like, hang on, I'm not going to challenge <laughs> Mastermind, are you ready? Let's go. Three, two, one. Who am I? After debuting in 2013, I won my first two career starts in dominant fashion before narrowly being defeated by Takanori in the WA Breeders Classic. Uh, a little bit of a Toby, side note. We Toby. Saw... Oh, hang on. Dreamlifter. <laughs> I was just giving <laughs> Terry wanted to qualify the question. <laughs> I was just, just giving you a bit more. I was going to say we saw Takanori's sibling Rockanori win at Belmont yesterday. Uh, while I spent the majority of my career with a Southwest stable, I did have a brief foray with the Jim Taylor yard. I competed in three Cyril Flowers, winning one, but I am probably best remembered uh, for one of the all-time great salutes from my hoop, Mitchell Pateman, in the 2016 Mungrup Sprint. I am Dreamlifter. Toby Very done. Good. Well done. Well done. Jeez, All right. that's good. How did, how, did, sorry, how did you get that, Toby? How was, what was your thought process in getting that? You didn't know who ran second in the 2013 or 2014. Well, I've been Classic. looking at the breeding of Takanori to work out where Rockanori fit in, and, and I look back at the Breeders' Classic. Jeez. Um, very good. And I knew I knew Dreamlifter won a cereal flower because I backed it that day. Um, Jeez, were you, were you allowed to He gets to the answer then? right, and he, and he gets a trumpet. He was, um, sorry, you, sorry, Dave backed it because I skipped it. Quick, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I wagged hey. school to go down the tab to back Dreamlifter. <laughs> I don't think he'd started school yet. <laughs> oh, this right, kid, dead go. set. All right. Come, come on, on, Jay. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Toby won. Jay yet to score. Name the only trainer to win both the Cyril Flower Stakes and Challenge Stakes in the last three years. Jay. Jay. Tommy Miller. Incorrect. Toby. Garen McCullough. Yes, that is correct. Of course, Saleo won, won the challenge last year and Rebel King won the Cyril Flower three years ago. Toby, two, Jay, yet to score. Okay. Last year, Platoon ran fifth in what feature race? The start before claiming the Jay. Su- Jay? Jay. Correct. Here Correct. we go. Here we so, go. Uh, Platoon ran, fi- ran fifth in the Perth Cup uh, behind stablemate Nerf Bosk and then came out and won the Cyril Flower Stakes six weeks later. 2-1, Toby Dunn. Next question. How many starts in Western Australia did Superstorm have after winning? Toby. Toby? After winning, oh. Three. Three? Incorrect. Jay. Negative. The, uh, you can read the rest of the question, right. BJ. How many starts in West Australia did Superstorm have after winning the 2020 Challenge Stakes? Zero. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> what? All the crowd wanted was this to be two all at some point in time. That's all we need. Two. Oh, two. Here comes the McLeod question. I can feel it. 
Yeah. All right. Bring it back. All right. Danny Miller. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke. That is a joke. Okay. Two all. All right. Here we go. Name the only horse to beat home Tricks of the Trade in his Toby. Toby. He's a sizzler. He's done it. Toby's done. Mastermind history here. Five straight equaled Jay Rooney, who's knocked off in a titanic struggle. It came down to the last question, and the only horse to beat home Tricks of the Trade in his sixth start so far. Toby was first in, and he was correct with He's a Sizzler. Congratulations, Toby Dunn. Thank you very much. It feels good to be now on a par with Jay Rooney. I've got a lot. I've got a live audience. Probably the only person that was possibly going to cheer me on in this in this match. Who you got there? Who's who's your support crew? I've got I've got one uh, Natalie Francis in the car with me. Ah, oh, very good. Say hello to Natalie, friend of the podcast. Uh, Toby, mate, what can we say? We threw everything at you, the kitchen sink. We even brought Jay Rooney out of retirement for one last crack, but we couldn't knock you off. Jay, that was gallant. First up from a spell, you almost made the big comeback. Uh, thanks again, mate. Thanks for jumping on and uh, and uh, having a crack. That's all right. 1-1 um, one, one now with you, Toby, so uh, I'll uh, we'll see you again down the track, I bet. <laughs> I, I think I think you will. I think there'll be like a, a best of the best in the future or something along those lines. So maybe that's going to be the thing now. Once you get three in a row, the last two, but you have to go past Toby and Jay. Yeah, you got to get yeah. the, the double. <laughs> make make getting getting five time a near impossibility. I reckon that's very good. So Jay, as I said, that was brave, uh, fresh. Uh, coming in, taking on the uh, the the uh, the uh, race hard and informed Toby Dunn, but uh, three two to Toby. Congratulations! That's one. That's another one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring. You think you got enough, mate, to have a decent session up there on Butchie's big deck? Uh, I reckon I'll be able to have a good good time with five hundred bucks. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to come back another week. I really was starting to run out of fingers to add all those up. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna oh, we're gonna dear, miss dear, you, Toby. Man. We're gonna miss you, mate. Yeah. But uh, uh, we might have to get you in for a for a preview, actually, at some stage. So um, yeah. good luck. I know you've pulled over on the side of the road and you you're headed to uh, to Albany to try and find a few winners in the Great Southern. Good luck today. And Jay, you've got to head off to do some uh, some uh, very important business for the West Australian newspaper as well. Thanks again to Toby and Jay. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have two fresh contestants on next week. But we'll see you later, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. There you go. So, Terry, we'll have to have two fresh faces on the Mastermind next week. Yeah, we certainly will. Um, yeah, picked on Toby a fair bit throughout uh, the last five weeks, but uh, fair effort. That's a fair effort. He's only in his geez, very early 20s. Yeah, I'd I think say. so. Yeah. Looking at him, you'd say teens, but he's only in his very early 20s and um, – yeah, that knowledge and that skill set. I love. I really do like how he explained how he came up with the Dreamlifter answer so quickly and his thought process and the way it worked. And um, yeah, that's cracking. So a much deserved victor. And I love a bit. I, I pick on him, but I love a showman. Yeah. I really do. Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah no, I, I do enjoy a showman. So uh, well done, Toby. And uh, next week, head to head. What should they just message direct message the one one pod? Yeah, we're, we're searching. We're tag scouring your mates. Scouring far and wide. Uh, gonna have to put a. a we, could, um, we could go for a matchup. Yeah. 
Yeah, grudge match. If there's a couple a of mates, couple of mates who want to square off, brothers, sisters, whoever, if you're interested in having a crack for one hundred dollar voucher to the Mundaring, hit us up at the one one pod on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we uh, we record on Thursdays. And if you got the time, fifteen minutes to put aside to jump on and chat to Terry and I to talk a bit of WA racing, then uh, we'd love to get you involved. But uh, Toby Dunn and Jay Rooney, they are on the Mount Rushmore of the WA Racing Mastermind. <laughs> uh, Fraser Hay, we, we we often forget about Fraser Hay, but the H train he led the he led the charge early. He got four wins. I think Lockie Taylor got four wins as well, uh, successive. So uh, some big names have um, have uh, have um, made the made a real impact on the uh, on the mastermind over the journey. But uh, now that uh, Toby and Jay are out of the way, it's over to two new fresh faces to uh, to have a crack and uh, make their mark as well, Terry. Yep, certainly is. Some fresh blood on the mastermind. Yeah, can't wait. And we're back with the Morley Grower, sorry, Mo- sorry Morley Growers Market Challenge Stakes listed race for the three-year-olds, 1,500 metres, race five. This is at 3.16 p.m. Tricks of the Trade, who uh, settled the mastermind, the that you've all just listened to. The only horse ever to beat home Tricks of the Trade is, of course, he's a sizzler. Well done, Toby Dunn. Tricks of the Trade. He is the odds-on favourite after um, outstanding first-up victory and then quite a soft Breeders' Classic victory at the Pinjarra Scarp side track uh, last Sunday week. So Tricks of the Trade goes in. What are we talking at the moment, Terry? $1.55, $1.45, super-duper short in this eight-horse field. Uh, will you be playing or will you be staying out of the challenge stakes? Uh, well, how was it? Dollar eighteen last start for Tricks of the Trade, and what a confident ride it was. He just sat behind um, Wolfie's. Hear me sing, who yep. he meets again here. Just sat, but he, you don't often see them sit behind him that long in the straight as well. He just sort of was as kind to the horse. Troy Turner, that is, sorry, was as kind to the horse as he uh, as he possibly could be. And um, yeah, the, the margin of victory was only. Uh, just under a length, but um, fine romance obviously had tricks to the trades back and was asked for a far more substantial effort. So it's hard to see anything from that race uh, turning the tables or even going close, BJ. But um, I wouldn't be taking the dollar forty-five. Mm. Not in a uh, not in a million years when you got a horse called uh, Let's Deal. Popping around, I um yeah, I think Let's Deal is a, a really exciting. I've actually tipped Let's Deal on top um in uh in my little ride up uh, on the hub. Um, it's not not because I've marked Let's Deal favourite. I'm a dollar. I think I'm a dollar eighty odd tricks the trade and four bucks Let's Deal. It's just that there's a bit of X factor about Let's Deal that we can't um completely quantify obviously on debut uh sevens to a dollar 71 easily leg in the air and then came out and was one of the runs of the belmont season when mm. i think they wanted to go forward ended up being last and um just kept chasing red 53 all the way to the line in um when really he had no entitlement to do so with the run he'd had so um soft win at mount barker didn't beat much but i'm not too perturbed about that steps up to the 1500 which i think is going to be highly suitable do they lead this, BJ? I, I, I think they should be leading this. If they can, jumped 
jumped reasonably well at Mount Barker and a lot of those horses in that Mount Barker race are pretty quick there's none that are as quick as those here um, I think he can cross recalled if he if he tries hard enough the stable mate hear me sing I'd love to see hear me sing ridden cold I think it was a bit of a sitting duck late last time out yeah. and I think that'll be the same story again so I think the instructions with hear me sing should be to run it, uh, ride cold and there'll be a better chance of running on into a hole if that's the case um, but there's no other speed in this, so I'd no, love I think, to see I think him everything hinges on recall. It's a notorious sort of half slow stepper recall. Mm. So from one, if it's you know, if it doesn't begin well enough, then certainly Sean McGrady should be looking to cross and find the rail and try to control this. Mm-hmm. Get it sort of um, dictate dictate terms on let's deal. I can't see anything anything else even attempting to. So everything hinges on how well recalled begins, I think. So, but from what I've seen so far, if, uh, if, if you want to beat tricks of the trade in this particular race on Saturday, I think the, the best option for let's still would be to be positive early, find the front and try to, try to, um, control proceedings from there. Make, yeah, it's, make, it's, make tricks of the trade beat you. And maybe if that means him, you sing working forward to Breeze and, and um, the, um, the, I guess, tricks of the trade. Is there any way that tricks of the trade gets left facing the Breeze? I wonder. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm. if they go back on here, if they go back on here, me seeing fine mm. romance will be behind it. Uni Queen, uh, they've decided a better horse with cover. Elite Fight has got no early speed, and um, I actually said I'd love to. I'd love to see how Mister Webster or Mister Wolf react if Winging stops dead on either because they might just ride that with gusto and go yeah. to the top. If, if Winging stops dead on Let's Deal, or if, if it stops dead on Tricks of the Trade, how do you reckon a couple of the uh, the uh, longer serving trainers would react uh, if it's costs them a, uh, a listed challenge stakes so uh, i know we've only got i know we've only got seven or eight and we've got eight i know we've only got eight here but um i think we'd be far better off with uh with seven bj yeah because it, it'll race in the first few as well it's oh it's an ugly horse it's drawn directly outside of tricks the trade or oh, directly outside of let's deal as well oh no yeah. don't like it don't like what it could possibly do to this Ho- race indecisive did exactly what we thought last week yeah. as well yeah gone on the turn went back through didn't affect the race too much but it's just ugly, just uh, ugly. That should have been vetted and that should be not in this race. So hopefully hopefully it scratches and goes to Geraldton on Sunday or it goes elsewhere because this uh, all it can do is negative, um, have a negative effect on the race. Yeah, I'm with you, Terry. Hopefully it's nominated for races midweek and uh, the um, the stable sort of finds a more suitable race for winging. It's not it's – not- Terrific placement in this um, list of three-year-old challenge stakes on <laughs> Saturday. Uh, and you're right. It's not, it's not terrific placement. No. I love the choice of words. It's accurate. It's yeah. just, you know, it's not terrific placement, no. Yeah. Uh, well, well beaten in a Geraldton Maiden and attacking a listed race at Ascot. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's not terrific place. Not terrific, not ideal. Uh, and hopefully it just doesn't doesn't impact the, the contest, but it's sort of – Oh, it's got a. Oh, I got it's it. Got, <laughs> it's, got, it's got a yeah, bit of a vibe to it. This does, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, um, yeah. Let's deal. Exciting prospect from the Steve Wolf Yard. Uh, we'll only come forward off that. Off that sort of. I, I wrote in my leg. It was more of a workmanlike victory. First up at Mount Barker, but just got just got going through his gears late, and um, for a nice big strong horse to get around Mount Barker and handle that. Um, get the job done first up, come to town. Uh, was Tricks of the Trade as dominant as that? So was was Tricks of the Trade so dominant at Pinjarra last start that it deserves to be a dollar forty five? 
Uh, no, it's exactly yeah. right. So I said, I'm, I'm closer to, uh, just, I'm still shy of even money, but I'm closer to even money. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously this horse is super, super horse. I see. And again, I see connections, as a choice. Connections knocked back a million dollars, uh, during the week for, uh, yep. for tricks of the trade. That's the, the reported Equal figure. The- he pulled um, the trumpet out too. So he didn't need the money. Little yeah. trumpet came out. Uh, <laughs> He's got, 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 got plenty, buddy. That was his text back. Got got plenty, buddy. Soz. Yeah. S-O-Z. And he goes, can, um, I, can I interest you in Ookbad Ted instead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can take the rider as well. Um, yeah. But it, it'll be very interesting what happens with this market. I, I I haven't had a bet on Let's Deal and I probably won't have an early bet on Let's Deal. I'd love to see the the tricks of trade money come wild. Like at last I said, last start into $1.20 or so. Um, yeah, I'd love to see the money come wild and we see like Let's Deal at $6, $7 is an easy just to bet. Mm. Yeah, you'd probably, you're probably expecting to run second. Yeah. Um, but it's an easy bet. $5 I'm less enthused about. But um, yeah, if you, if you see some $6, $7 um, for Let's Deal, um, I'm really happy playing. Do you think the – Price of fine romance would trim will trim up a bit. Uh, I'm not sure. You've lost William Pike. It's had every chance. It's had tricks of the trades back. Um, what's the weight swing actually there, BJ? Um, from what they met at last start, it's only half, half a kilo. kilo yeah. yeah, it's only half a kilo. So um, not a huge amount in fire and romance's favour. The extra hundred metres with all the bobs is extra grand, especially so you think Philly. Um, fine awesome romance is, is a full to pure devotion. By the way, so I'm just yeah. look. If we can get say tricks of the trade trades at a dollar forty two type thing, you're, you're talking about it taking up 70 percent of the market. So the rest have to fit into to thirty percent. So that's when you're talking. You might get your six dollars, seven dollars. Let's deal, but um, who knows what this market will do? I'm just praying for an overbetter tricks of the trade. It'll be yeah. funny. Let's what happens? Okay, what do you do in this situation, BJ? I'm going to put you in a position. He lets the deal. You, you haven't had anything on early. Mm-hmm. It's it's walloped. It's three dollars ten. Tricks of the trade's two dollars ten. Do you back tricks of the trade? Well, I mark tricks of the trade dollar eighty. So yeah, I was a dollar eighty. Same, I was a dollar eighty four fifty. That was my market. So yeah, we're basically bang on there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do you back tricks of the trade two ten? Probably, I probably would. Yeah, yeah. So, so you should. Yeah. yeah, so you should probably. So. Yeah, and then watch Wingen stop on it after <laughs> down the straight. So. Oh, probably, probably a long way before the straight. Actually, I'd suggest. Yeah. So. Um, but look, yeah, like, no, tricks, fast, tricks. fascinating. I'm glad. I'm glad sh- uh, Steve Wolf has gone this way. We'd let Steel. Um, I actually thought he might go the triple attack and go with River Rubicon as well. Yeah, I asked him about um, that during the week, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he, I think he's pretty confident that R- River Rubicon can. Um, can go close to picking up a winner's check as yep. well while there's only one horse that can get the winner's check here. So he's kept them apart, got to keep them separated. And, um, keep yeah. them separated. <laughs> <laughs> so, but my thing with Chicks of the Trade is super horse and only, uh, you know, like I, I love the fact that we're seeing a non Cerise and White Derby prospect that we're all talking about. I imagine if the All-Ins were out, he'd be pretty right up there in the uh, W Derby uh Proceedings and the, the and I'd and I'd be taking him on every single day of the week when these things start dominating at twelve fourteen hundred and they oh this is this will just win the derby because obviously derbies are run over twelve hundred meters aren't they yeah I mean he he did thrash them first up uh, but pride like he's yeah I just I don't know I just feel like that the dollar forty five or dollar forty dollar thirty five whatever he might start it's I don't know whether it's those type of prices, how's it? Is this sort of what you're trying to say? Because I agree with you. If mm. it is, those type of prices should be reserved for um, Pike Peters. 
Williams almost. Per- perhaps, perhaps, yeah, yeah. And I, I just I, like he was. Pretty- I think that, I, I agree. There's massive. I think there's massive risk in this price. Yeah, he was. He was super the other day, but uh, and super confident ride by Troy Turner. But I don't know. Like I don't know whether the how much was. I don't know. I'm just. It's more oh, of a, more of a. You pricing. can hear BJ's declaring. Let's deal, here. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. No, as I said, I've put Let's Deal on top because it's above my price. So, okay. um, yeah, no, I love it. Let's Deal. All right. Let's Deal. Let's check Seven it out. bucks. We're going we're gonna to get $7 late. Okay. We're on together. Let's Leads from go to O. Wins by three. Let's do it. He gets back on the phone, tries to sell it. Will you take 600000 <laughs> <laughs> I need the money. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Okay, race number six, uh, the first leg of the Quadrilla, the Heineken three handicap over 1,400 metres, 72-plus event. Chevelle de Varga going for six? Six. In a row? Six in a row. Uh, lickety, lickety split, lickety six. I don't know what I'm going for there. Um I don't know. This is the one that gets beaten, I reckon. This is this is where the run ends. 1,600, back to 1,400. Okay, I reckon one. they will... Gate one, exactly. I think that's a little bit of a missy gate, a little bit of a Lionel Messi gate. Yeah. Um, I think Chevelle de Varga uh, may end up on the back of a horse like Creator. You can only imagine with Christy Bennett going on Creator, they're going to ride this with a fair degree of aggression and they'd mm-hmm. want to find the top. Uh, Bruce Almighty coming across as well. So I, I think they might lead Breeze, Kesh on Cheval, on the back of um, on the back of Creator. And yeah, look, uh, I just think uh, time has to come and this this is this has got to be it. Who's, who's the culprit? Oh, I'd say the Bruce or Resort Man. I think yep. there's only two. There's only two other winning chances. Um, no creator. Resort Man. No, I'm yep. fifty to one creator, yep. which is pretty long. Um, yeah, no, no, no creator for me. Um, the only other, like, if a horse like if you can make a proper excuse for Cure Star's last run, um, it was flying. Before that for Roy. Um, but Chris Parnham opts for, you surprised, BJ, to see Chris Parnham opt for Bruce Almighty over Resort Man? Yeah, a touch, actually. A touch. Mm. Yeah, but um, he just, he's just he's just really genuine, isn't he, Bruce Almighty? So maybe oh, maybe Chris has just had enough of Resort Man. And, he's, yeah. and, and you know, I'm sure he would have ridden Resort Man, of course, if Bruce Almighty wasn't in the race. But top of the flip of the coin, he's probably thinking, well, Bruce is uh, going to be going to be forward. Gonna, he took it right up to Chevelle de Varga the other day. Resort man, sort of, he's sort of become a, a a horse who needs to be ridden a certain way to be able to finish off, mm-hmm. and needs needs a bit. Whereas Bruce is a bit more um, sort of simple ride, I suppose. But uh, but yeah, they see the bars are coming off Bruce Almighty as well. So are they? No, 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 no. Are they? Are they coming off? I forgot about this. I really yeah. wanted to hop in and have a good win here. Are they coming off, BJ? According to the official gear sheet, they are. However, we will have to follow uh, the races WA Twitter account. On no, Sunday. no, no. But but what does it say on the official gear sheet? Oh, I'm just. It just says here bar plates front off. First off? time. The, first time. Yeah. Yeah. They're the two, they're the two key words here for me. First time. So. What what does that mean? Well, what does that mean? And let's let's go back up to the stewards report for Whack and Tank. Actually, we'll we'll leave that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, bar plates off front first time. It doesn't really matter. It performed well with them on last time, so I'm usually not as perturbed if they, if they're already on. They're already on. Yeah. Um, and I'll raid off that performance, but yeah, just 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 some accuracy because we know it's not off for the first time because they weren't on before last start. Yeah. So. 
I don't know, just some accuracy there. But uh, anyway, BJ, a little bit frustrating, but um, yeah, I think Resort Man, it, it is never going to live up to the hype or the heights that we thought Resort Man might as a youngster. Yep. That's that's probably plain and, and simple now. But I mean, 1.9 triple missile, 1.7 the Spruker. Three Shan talk when a, a bit deep and then a really nice run over the 1400 behind Billy Ain't Silly. Like they're, they're still very good runs. Uh, we can't be too critical on Resort, man. Um, no, really good runs. Better better races too than than this. So, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And, right. and, he's, so then, and it's, it's just been a bit awkward for him as well because he drew seven in the Spruker race, so he had to go back. Uh, he drew 10 and they decided to change things up and go forward and he that he just can't sustain that anymore at this level resort man so they readjusted from barrier eight and went back again to last and he got home with strength but five is a positive draw it's for still him, not you know but it's, it's still not, a risky if you yeah. do the map it's still a risky five because yeah. of the speed around him you got vital blast weapon son kira star and then just outside your candles with me dad so he's probably still going to be in six seventh but, but i guess that's a big last. difference to, yeah exactly yeah. right it's a big difference to being in tenth but again the negative is the two major dangers are likely to be breeze and leaders back so you've yep. got to catch them so um yeah no look i, I think it's it's a race in three uh the market again the markets are just the markets are going wild from when they open mm. Uh, Resort Man and Bruce have both been uh, – well, Bruce has stated its price roughly, but Resort Man's sort of fives into 420 there. Uh, yeah, it's a funny one. I, I don't know if the money will come for Chevelle again. I think I think punters – and it might actually be – it might actually provide – it's funny to say this about a horse that's five from in a row, BJ, but yep. it might actually provide a betting opportunity for yeah. Chevelle de Vague here yeah. uh, for those looking to go down that path. But um, – yeah, look, I, I think I had Chevelle de Varga Resort Man equal favourites. Bruce Almighty a clear third pick and just daylight the rest. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'd Weapon Sun as my, as my fourth elect. But um, yeah, look, I, I'm I'd be happy if the money does come for Chevelle de Varga again because I'd love to be on Resort Man Bruce Almighty and try and get a result out of one of those two. Yeah, what what do you think? Like a Resort Man five dollars type thing would get you? Yeah, I think Resort Man five bucks would get me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I want to. I'll have a look at the track at that stage of proceedings. If we get another big on pace day, and I'd probably make Bruce a result. Um, but yeah, in saying that, if the money does come the other two, it might be Chevelle de Vargo. I end up backing it out of the price. So, if, so. If, if you were cash, Duran from one, what, what are your what are your tactics? Uh, You'd be. A, you'd, I don't think you'd really want to hand up this deep into a preps. You'd you'd come out with a degree of aggression, but if yep. you see Chris Christie and, and Chris Parnham come across, um, and you know you're going to get involved in a war, you just hand up and um, and sit leaders back. It's actually it's better runs have probably been with cover. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you're necessarily a leader, Cheval de Varga, but mm -hmm. needs tempo. Um, so hopefully, for the Cheval de Varga supporters, that creator and Bruce Almighty come across and create that. Speed. If there is enough speed, you never know. Cash might even be able to, you know, in a perfect world, if they come across with tempo, touch a separation. If he's quick enough, back he, might, of Bruce. he might be able to get the back of Bruce. So, um, you, oh, that's not uh, that's not impossible mm. at all. Because the other horses I mentioned that are going to be on speed. I mean, Kiora Star is actually jumping super. Yeah, the but Weapons yep. and Vital Blast. They're good beginners, but not the greatest. So, that's a really good call. Yeah, from the back of Bruce. Oof, it's tough. Yeah. To hold, to hold him out. But, uh, yeah, good luck chasing six in a row. We don't see that very, very often. Very rare. Very rare. So, yeah, good luck. Merrill Haley, outstanding job uh, mm. with this with this horse. But uh, How many long-price winners has she popped out in the last six months? Melody Secrets <laughs> won twice at, 50, at 30, 40, 50 to one. Um, 
Yeah, Chevelle de Varga won a couple at big prices before it started going around at short prices. So. Yes, whatever she's yeah. whatever she's doing, she's doing it. She's doing it really, really well. Is Meryl mm-hmm. Haley, and it's great to see. It's good, gives gives everyone uh, a bit of hope, doesn't it? That you can uh, you can get a get a horse. And also, what I like about the Chevelle de Varga story as well is lightly raced six year old. Um, just a bit of patience, a bit of time. The horse has been allowed to mature into itself, and and you know just really fine peak form in um you know in the, at this stage of its career a lot of a lot of people would have thought oh, Chevelle Devar if you know we're obsessed with two three-year-old racing and that to get a horse to to click into gear at this stage of its career just um yeah I think it's I think it's a good advertisement so we're not not as obsessed with the with the with the youngsters as well and sometimes these thoroughbreds just need that bit of time a bit of maturity and just a bit of patience as well yep exactly right uh race Seven, the Bellis Racing Stables handicap over the twelve hundred meters uh, graduation handicap sixty plus. I found this race. <laughs> I found this race really, really challenging, and uh, tried to simplify it by trying to find the leader. Did you have a special view leading, Terry? Uh, I basically passed this race yeah. to be honest, BJ. Yeah. I. I uh, I decided the map confused me. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided the fact that Houses of Serenity's first up, Secret Deploys first up, Special Views first up. That um, that means I don't really know where they're all at fitness wise, um, and I don't really know how Secret Deploy compares. I, I don't. I'm not sure about Secret Deploy, but I don't know how it compares to the other ones. Houses of Serenity draws a gate, and I, I reckon I'd be all over. It. I'd be in yeah. the I'd be in the Houses of Serenity camp. I reckon, but from ten at four dollars fifty, that's. Probably not going to get me. So um, now again, I was I was hoping you could sell me something here, BJ, and I'll and I'll hop in. I genuinely actually on my written preview, I, I, I probably got a bit more freedom than you do. I just I just said pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, I've no idea, but I had a go. I got the winner of the I got the winner of the, I've got the winner of the last two though. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, safe. Look forward to. We might have to just uh, just skip, skip straight to those. <laughs> uh, look for uh, for the sake of the the quick discussion on the race. All comes down to if Special View and Cash Duran can hold up in front, or whether they'll be crossed by a horse like Special uh, Crystal Dane and Holly Watson. Uh, but I've got the impression, I've got the feeling that they'll be really, really positive aboard Special View. First up, Hayden Ballantyne, unbeaten first up uh, since transferring to the Hayden Ballantyne. That's two from two. I think Mitchell Pateman's ridden it on both occasions, where he sort of just bounced and rolled and won well with Special View. Came, comes through a trial that in, in um, included the coming around, who's in the Cyril Flower Stakes, which we'll get to shortly. Hot trial. And I think Utgard Loki might have been in that trial as well. So uh, the hot trial, special view. I uh, just think they're just gonna, it just gonna be positive. They're gonna, this horse has a record of um, performing well first up. Kesh Duran with a bit of confidence, a bit of riding with a bit of freedom. Hayden Ballantyne's instructions just to be positive and roll forward. Uh, if, the, if you're getting bang for your buck with the leaders on the day, don't, I think special view each way is to go in race seven. Tell you what, seven, uh, six, seven dollars looks all right. Purely, as I said, I, I have actually haven't done a market for this race, BJ, but purely just sometimes I love to just analyze a market and just put a couple of horses next to each other. So I'm just looking at sports bet at the moment. You've got special view, seven dollars. You've got disco donut, 11. If there's only four dollars between those two, then um, you're kidding me. Mm. You are genuinely kidding me. Disco Donut's got to be 50 to 1 um, or 100 to 1 if Special Views 7 bucks. So, yeah, it's um, 
Yeah, intriguing little race. She'll be pretty aggressive, I think, on Crystal Dane here, Holly yep. Watson. And how's the Serenity really ping the lids, but um they might be they might be content just tucking in and finding a spot. Then you, you could have a pest like in the bag. I know it's probably gets out to a bit over further, but uh, Yannick Valenti, that might be his first Saturday runner. I think it might be his first runner, isn't it? First runner. No, he's, I think he, no, I think he's trained one up north. I think he has trained up north. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty confident. So he has. former former jockey, and he mm. was Yannick Valenti, and he was uh, foreman or travelling foreman for Darren Pateman from memory mm-hmm. last. But you're right; he has had one runner. It was Cleves watching at Geraldton mm. in December. Uh, Ex Brad Graham horse. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Yannick's got his trainer's license and he's got in the bag having its first start for him. Ex Luciani was it initially in the bag? But anyway, um, yeah, you're right. Bo, Ed- Bo Edwards from a wide draw. Hopefully, um, they sort of just go back and work home. But there is another. It has shown gate speed uh, up in Broome and over further uh, last preparation so could be it could be a bit of a wild card from a speed map point of view you know one horse who can run a big race on its day and it's had proper excuses first and second up when it's never been happy in the run is your mate uh, apollo yeah. can come to town can come to town after questionable runs at albany and jesus put in some nice ones at belmont and ascot across the journey um struggles to win obviously and that's clear in uh in his record of four from 58 but uh i i just struggle to see the sort of even astro warrior is a really nice horse i just prefer astro warrior leading and that's not going to occur here for a horse that doesn't jump that well mm. um but i mean you're talking sort of 20 odd dollars apollo astro while they're even Travello, better one Bell. They're, they're for me far shorter in the market than Disco Donut. So basically, all I'm on at the, this point in time is laying Disco Donut. Okay. <laughs> Secret Secret Deploy has had one start for one win, a Saturday win for Adam Durant back in August. Coming, I wasn't coming sold through, on that. coming through alongside Henchard and is it Salavecchio? There's the three or four Adam Durant horses who look like potential. Derby prospects, well, I suppose, but um, Salavachi was out the door yesterday. Yeah, um, the other one won though, didn't it? Henchard, but um, Henchard fell in. Yeah, yeah but uh, Secret Deploy got back in its trial, ran on well for CJP. I think Henchard was in that trial as well, but um, yeah, interesting runner. Uh, don't I think he'll figure in the finish, but I uh, don't think they'll be too worried if it gets beat. They'll be looking at uh, three-odd features moving forward. I would have thought this is just a starting point. But for mine, I, I just feel like special views going to be have been set for this race. It's got the right draw, claim of cash to run, keep it simple cash and go um, be positive and try to run them off their legs. Yep. Nah, don't mind that. Good. Uh, the fact is deeper in the day as well. You can assess the pattern and, uh, yeah, I don't know how that'll change anything, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, race eight, the Cyril Flower Stakes, and a cracking Cyril Flower Stakes as well over the 1,200 metres. I really like the fact this race, BJ, it isn't the same sort of horses just following on from the uh, sort of the Miss Andretti, the Scenic Blast. Like we see, obviously we see Kiss on all four cheeks. This is her one run, isn't it, before she goes east? Yeah, that's the – so plan A, Kiss on all four cheeks runs here uh, and then gets flown to Melbourne and floated to Sydney where she'll be set for some of the feature uh, group one fillies and mares races Mm -hmm. over the Sydney Autumn Carnival. Wonderful. But there's that's that the travel arrangements are a bit up in the air, as you can imagine, with all the COVID stuff at the moment. Yes, this world. Uh, Coming around – 
we'll talk about in more depth uh, shortly. First up for tick over a year, um, back in the east, uh, some of the more impressive trials you'll see. They were incredible trials, weren't they? Western Empire. Esque trials that reminded me. Uh, yes. Yeah, quite incredible. So coming around is a real point of difference. Uh, Gemma Sun's back after missing the last one. Um, this will test you. He's even an interesting runner in a race where there's no real obvious super speed. Um, we all know how capable this will test you is when finding the rail out in France. That's a nice little point of difference for Mitchie Pateman and Lucy Warwick and, uh, and obviously probably the big one, um, I think, from a betting point of view. Down the bottom, uh, triple missile resumes. Uh, uh, after just missing a start in the um, in the win the bottom stakes, PJ. Mm, that's right. Yeah. How do you think he would have gone in the uh, win the bottom? Uh, I he run yeah, by. I think he beats third by a length or two. The way the race was run, if yeah. he's in that same line as Graceful Girl, I don't want to take anything away from Graceful Girl saying he would have won. But um, uh, he could have run second. He could. He, he, and I, I would yeah. go as far as saying he could have won. He he could have won. Yeah. Yes, I know how well Graceful Girl won. But who who ran second? Stage man. Stage man just uh, battled. Stage they man, just battled to the line. Like he, Laver Rod and a, a uh, no, sorry, Laver Rod and fourth, third was Elite Street who bled. Yeah, with Will Chino stopping and the fence line and all those lines being dead. Like I see, Red was held up the entirety. Caracapa was held up. All, all the horses held up. There was, yeah, there was only a few that could um, run a race. So yeah, I don't think it's impossible that Triple Missile could have won the race. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's funny, a horse in a 90-plus, it's going to go around as an 84 Raider, but if he runs uh, second in the in the winter bottom, um, he's probably carrying 57 here. If he wins a winter bottom, he's carrying more than kissing all four cheeks. Is, so, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think the, the, the 54 kilos here, who, who would you say, if you line these all up, I don't need a price, like, let's just give every single horse in this weight 56 kilos. Actually, that's interesting with kissing all four cheeks. Who mm. would you, gun to your head, pick one to win? Who's the best sprinter at 1,200? That's all I'm asking you. Who's the best 1,200-meter sprinter? Uh, triple missile for mine, yeah. There you go. So yeah. when, when, when you're getting in at the weights like, uh, like he is, he's uh, yeah, a bit of a no-brainer, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, only marginally because uh, we know how good Kissing All Four Cheeks is, but I think she – her – I guess her – she's a late 1,400-meter horse, Kissing All Four Cheeks. Remember so the last think, time they uh, met? yeah. <laughs> I do, and yeah. that was over fourteen hundred at at, uh, at Bunbury. We got that one wrong. Yeah. We, got that one. <laughs> we, we all we all think the entirety of the bus. It was on the bus with us, Cryptane, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were all very much team triple missile, and uh, yeah, we should have been team kiss on all four takes. Clearly, we should have. Yeah, we're not we're not learning from our mistakes. But yes, yeah. I um, and just the way that this is set up, just just triple missile resuming kiss on all four takes, uh, heading heading to Sydney with with a bit bigger. Bigger fish to fry on the horizon there. So, but yeah, I, I understand what what you, exactly what you're saying, and that's why I keep referring back to the winter bottom because I believe if he ever he had a gain to start, he would have been gone super. So mm-hmm. um, that was that weight for age as well. So getting in here with 54, and we know how how much of a weapon he is first up as well. He just just absolutely zooms along. Um, but um, I think those first up victories have been over a thousand. But still, um, we've seen what he can do at 1200 as well. When he won on Winterbottom Stakes Day, November 27 in the, I guess it was the basically the Winterbottom um, Consolation Race, uh, was Secret Plan versus Triple Missile. And um, Triple Missile has run 108, 74 for the 1200 and won. Um, and Really, really comfortably mm-hmm. on that occasion. So we saw what he can do 
over 1,200 meters on the same day the Winterbottom was run. And, um, yeah, and I think he's, he's ready to really, really make his mark in 2022 triple missile. He's, he's the, he's the one that's, uh, gonna, gonna, I imagine he's gonna develop into one of our very best sprinters this year. Yep. No, very much so. He's, uh, yeah, as exciting a galloper as we have in, uh, in WA. I mean, if you're looking for minor concerns, Brad Parnham sits on for the first time. It's always difficult yep. on, a sit, on a sit and sprinter because they all have their own little quirks and way they need to be ridden. And obviously, we've seen the best sit and sprinters get beaten um, because – uh, luck obviously comes into the equation with that style of riding, so that that's a little concern. You have to um, you have to factor into this when pricing. Um, but yeah, what while he especially is getting into a handicap on the minimum, he's he's a pretty easy top selection. The price has disappeared. I mean, it was yeah, it, it was sort of that. I think there was yeah, what did Brad go up yesterday? I don't think Brad Brad messaged me saying he was going up three dollars. Um, but he wasn't the first up, so they've they've gone up like four fifty or something. Uh, yeah. One of the tabs, I mean, one of the tabs went up six dollars apparently, but I don't, yeah, I don't know if anyone's actually allowed to get on that or have a uh, have an investment. Cripper's uh, mate, the green tab sniper might have um, <laughs> had a little feel there. Jeez, you, 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 you wouldn't need you wouldn't need to be over. Ah, I got my I got my ideas. Uh, I've got my ideas. I'll, I'll keep them to myself. Um, but yeah, you wouldn't need to be overly um, yeah. Clearly, to know that six bucks was probably a bit of a price, but uh, mm. yeah, I, I was still high twos. I managed to get I, I haven't got it in front of me two seventy two eighty type thing. Um, yeah. So I still want three dollars to have a bet just with his style of racing, BJ. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I, I want a three in front of my my yeah. investment. Yeah. Sometimes when these get backed like this, they can recover. Uh, there will be some type of support for Amasinus kissing all four cheeks. I think. I've I've only got a little bit longer, but just just on reputation and whatnot might shorten. Hot Zed's under the odds. Coming around's a funny one market wise. Who knows what yeah. that'll do? Off a couple of super trials. Gemma Sun's under the odds. Caracapo's under the odds. I see Red's under the odds. Long Beach is well under the odds. This will test yeah. Um Well, actually, I've got this will test short shorter than the twenty six thirty odd bucks, but not by much. But BJ, who have, who have you got third favourite for this race? Uh, do, you reckon, do, you reckon, do you reckon we've got the same third favourite? <laughs> I doubt it. But, uh, my equal third favourites are coming around in icy red. Okay. Well, I got cryptic love as the third mm. favourite for this race. I think I think this this is a price that's been horribly missed. Um, I'm at the mercy of, of Betfair. I didn't know I was going to mention it because I just wanted to wait on this one, basically. This doesn't take much to knock off this price. It probably trades at this price anyway. But um, I tell you what, Cryptic Love has been um, has been missed by the market here, BJ. Uh, was huge, was huge, was huge um, in the Miss Andretti. Kira yeah. didn't really get much clear running room, ran a quick last two than Miss Kentucky in the Scenic Blast, held up the entirety, and, and um, she was by Bolting. She was absolutely mm. bolting for the entirety of um, of that race. But the thing I, I most like about Cryptic Love, do you know what her last three wins all have in common? Mm, tell me. Rail-hugging rides. She's just so happy to, to take a gap or or come through on the fence. In the um, in the Pinjarra Classic, remember Jason Whiting got her up on the fence. Jay Whiting, yep. Um, yep. Knocked off Son of a God, Samazdat. 
uh, in the Sheila Gwynn. Um, she she faced off against a really in-form tycoon storm, Jason Whiting didn't go around a horse, um, mm-hmm. and got the chockies. And then in a 66-plus, which was probably stronger than those two races, um, during Matty Derrick from about four back the fence, didn't yeah. go around a horse, knocked off Salaya last Salaya. of the line and comfort me. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that form, it all reads pretty well. Look, I, I love Barrier 2 here, and I, I just hope Jade rides uh, her completely for luck. Um, this will test your leads. Hot Zed's probably on its back. I'd love to be three. She actually jumps a little bit better than she used to, so I'd love to be three the fence. I'm aware that four the fence is probably more likely. Um, and you just, yeah, I, I, I hope the instructions to Jade are just, just – See what she's done in the past in those races. Don't leave the fence. If you're held up, you're held up. Who cares? Um, but if not, she's a horse that can take the rail like she's storming down the outside and she can run last splits that are uh, look, she can't run a she can't beat triple missile normal luck, but geez, that's why we're taking ninety one dollars here. So I, I'm twelve dollars fifty in cryptic love. So cryptic love, uh, if I don't see the three dollars triple missile will be will be me. Well it'll be me either way. Um Cryptic Love ran third in this race last year. Yeah, ran a ran a hole in this race last yeah. year. So, yeah, just loved her last was, two. Uh, pl- Takes platoon, platoon, yeah, Darty and Cryptic Love. So, yeah, it's a weaker um, edition, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but still, uh, it just you're right. It's just one of those horses. Either going to get out and run super, or she's going to get held up the entire. Yeah, I'm race, not. So I'm not backing just, your each. I'm not backing your each way. It's going to be a win only bet, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll be. Uh, I'll be carrying on like a pork chop if I happen to get the chockey. I'll tell, tell you what. So, uh, uh, yeah, some, something, race, small, what, something small. Before we leave this race, you're thinking more like $3 would get you for a triple missile? Yeah, I have. That's exactly what I've said is yeah. I, need a th- I need a three in front of it. Um, yep. But, yeah, $3 will get me. That's that's the plain and simple rule. Okay. But it won't matter when you run second to Cryptic Live anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, can't wait. What price? Can't wait. What price? Can't wait to see the the guru doing cartwheels down the. Uh, are you gonna are you going to the races on Saturday? No, well, I'll turn up if that wins. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Won't, won't matter. Won't, won't matter where I am. But I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. What were you saying? Uh, what price were you, Cryptic Love? Uh, I wasn't that long actually. I've been I've been sort of waiting for Cryptic Love. I was twenty six dollars Cryptic Love. So. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Yeah. We're on here together. Yeah. Joe, can, can we go jewel baddies back to back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just roll, just I reckon, I reckon Scotty and Pete McCormick. I reckon Scotty and Pete McCormick will be cryptic lovers on Saturday as well. I think they've just been yeah, yeah. they've been finding her and trying to trying to. Uh, I think the index index cards are big fans of cryptic love. So yeah, everything's sort of coming up. Millhouse here for cryptic love at the big odds. Look out. Yeah, exactly right. Look out. I'm just going to hope that she holds 60, 70 to one on Betfair late. That's my uh, my hope. Okay. All right. All right. BJ, it is now time for race number nine, uh, the fit to travel handicap, but more commonly known as the get out stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S, proudly brought to us uh, by who? Mark at City Meets, of course, Guru, Timmy Hewitt and his team, absolute superstars out there at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Uh, I know there's a bit of, there's a few shortages on the, in the supermarket aisles at the moment with everything that's going on, but there's no shortages of stock out there at uh, Market City Meats. So if you're looking to fill your freezer, fill your fridge, fridge full of uh, all your, all your uh, small goods needs, make sure you drop in and see Timmy and uh, he'll look after you out there at Market City Meats. So congratulations to Andrew Smith. He, uh, he saluted episode 113 get out stakes that was last week uh, he was nearest the pin with the clairvoyance 
uh, prediction. He went for clairvoyance 1.11. The official margin was 0.98. It was a bit of a blanket go, but uh, the way that the official margin fell, Andrew Smith came out on top, and Andrew was kind enough to post a uh, an outstanding picture of his collect on our Twitter feed last night. So thanks again to Andrew, and um, and uh, well done. I hope you enjoyed your feed there from Market City Meets. Now, to enter this week's edition of the Get Out Stakes Race 9 at Ascot on Cyril Flower Stakes Day at the 1-1 pod on Twitter. Let us know who you think will win the race. And, of course, a decimal winning margin. We prefer two decimal places. And uh, we can never, ever forget the Sam White rule, Terry. First in best dressed, BJ. First in best dressed, of course. S-T-E-A-K-S. Terry, what... What can we what can we finish the show and what can we gift our listeners? Because you did say that you had the winner of the last two. What have we got? Yeah, pretty uh, pretty keen on Ginger Baker here, uh, horse number seven. Um, geez, he's absolutely ready to win a race, isn't he? Just sort yeah. of built first and second up, carried the 60 and a half and ran on reasonably well um, in his races. The money then came that they came from trees to try and back him in a in a 60 plus with Brad Rawiller on with the 60 kilos. He got caught the trip. Uh, sorry, got caught deep the trip, worked all the way around to the breeze, just did all of it. Had no real right to be in the finish that was that day that uh fashion queen pikey just sat in about sixth or seventh and it was just a mess out in front of him and he had the the last crack at him oh she did sorry fashion queen had the last crack at him and got over the top uh huge effort to run to run second that day um got lumped up into 72 plus grade uh, at his most recent that was a day where if you led or breeze you were um definitely advantaged uh bruce almighty chevelle de Vargas got into a war ginger Baker really knuckled down the final 50, 60, 70 metres. And yeah. yeah, if that race is another 20 metres, uh, he wins a 72 plus. So even if you look at his um, his sectional data splits, his last 200 was so far superior to anything else in the race. Even horses that settled alongside him in running or just narrowly behind him, his last 200 was so strong at the end of the mile the other day. And as you said, just that, just a couple of. You know, just a little bit longer in Ginger Baker would have um, caused the upset knocking off Chevelle de Varga. Exactly right. No, I I really do like comparing um, sort of marks at last twos and from, from that mm. same race. It, it tells you a bit of a story when one horse is so uh, – just so much better than the rest yep. in, in that sense. So, look um, – with the Lactar Ramoli claim, it looks like Brad Parnham might have opted to ride Fanta, which surprised me a little bit. But that, that association with uh, the Jan Jammies is understandable. He's obviously rode a winner for them with American Troop midweek, and he's getting a lot of rides for, for that yard. So that's more than understandable. Um, but Lactar going on, I don't think it's any huge loss. Um, the one and a half kilos means that there's a four kilo swing on Fashion Queen, plus Ginger mm. Baker's drawn eight, Fashion Queen's in 16. And I don't know what back Fashion Queen's going to find to bring it into it. It's going to be tough from back there. Chris Parnham's a man for the job, though. Um, but, yeah, it means Ginger Baker only goes up one kilo from 72-plus to a 66-plus in, in a significantly easier race for me. So, gee whiz, if, if Lactar written, if Lactar gives us a 7.5 out of 10 here, midfield cover, just get wide. I'm just supremely confident that it'll go past him, BJ. Um, but, yeah, in a 16-horse field, things can go wrong, but... I need to get a best bet up. I think we've, uh, we've had a little string of outs with my best. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make Ginger Baker um, a reasonably confident best of the day. Five bucks around, I think. That's that's plenty. That's plenty. I'm with you. Um, not as confident in terms of best of the day, but this is its race, Ginger Baker. Um, 
I was I was about four, I think four. Just having a look here, four fifty. I was Ginger Baker. Okay. Favorite. Um, uh, favorite. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And then I had uh, Fashion Queen and Fanta, both six fifty. Um, so I actually had a. I actually thought that. Um, so war was uh, was a chance as well. He, I think about nine dollars. But I see the market sort of is sort of reflecting that as well. But yeah, this is the race for Ginger Baker. As you said, like what you said there, Lactar just um, just a reasonable steer, um, and this fellow just burst in to win a race. I reckon he's cherry ripe, for Ginger Baker. So we can we can go out on a bang in the in the get out states. If he was a chocolate bar, he would be a cherry ripe, wouldn't he? Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, and yeah, the, behind them, I just I thought the market might be a bit. Um, less noticeable with mm. So War with Sean McGrady going on board the great one um, but I, the thing with So War is he he does get back a lot in his races but I don't necessarily think he has to a lot of that time is is because of the gates that he draws and circumstance but from five he can sort of land a pair or two closer than he usually does and, and I think he can run a big race second up at the mile as well but uh, for me uh, all eyes on Ginger Baker alongside the Guru all right, very good. Uh, if you're going for whiteys in your quaddy, you're not standing out. Ginger Baker, uh, sluice box. Forget it went around first or second up. I think it's actually going a lot better than that. Probably trades forty to one. Worth throwing in. Um, actually, mind the great one. I was going the other way. I think you can forget it went around at Mount Barkey. Go back to the run yeah. before that. Yeah. Three de- three deep, no cover. The trip at um, at uh, a Pinjara beating Big Screen and and beat the Bro and and horses of that ilk. Uh, Sean McGrady is the master of getting him into a nice spot from a, a sticky gate, so it can uh, it can improve as well. But um, yeah, I'm just pretty much got the blinkers on here, BJ. With you, yeah, Ginger, yeah, and Ginger Baker, yeah, and of course uh, the no doubt that people would have all seen the run of Fashion Queen the other day. You know, should have won the sentimental queen, just uh, led and pinched some fashion queen with Holly Watson, which had to wait and bide her time and then switch, change lanes a couple of times. But fashion queen really finished off strong. But again, gate 16 is going to be back. Uh, it's going to need a lot, lot to go in her favor. Whereas Ginger Baker will be closer, hopefully out of trouble for Lactar and getting the chockies. So let's mm-hmm. go, Ginger Baker. All right. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back with our Betfair bests, our Maddies and our Lays for Cyril Flower Stakes Day. And we are back with our Betfair Best betting propositions. Over to you, Guru. What's your Betfair Best? Uh, I've already spoiled it. Race yeah. nine, number eight, Ginger Baker. Um, yeah, very confident. We, if we get a good steer uh, midfield, like a best, it's got a bit of meat on it. So um, let's do it. Ginger right, Baker Ginger in the Baker. last. Ginger Baker for Terry. I was pretty keen to make triple missile my best. It's not quite at the price that uh, Terry and I were both hoping for. Best available while we're recording right now is two seventy. We're both hoping for three dollars uh, triple missile. So that being the case, I'm going to jump on the Guru's bandwagon here in the in the last year with Ginger Baker at that price. I marked at four fifty. Currently five dollars. So I'm with Terry there. My betfair best is Ginger Baker in the Get Out Stakes. I like it. Uh, your let's go with your lay next, BJ. I struggled. <laughs> I struggled for a lay here, but uh, have you have you got a lay for us? Not really, Terry. No, I'm mm. not very good at these things. But um, what I might do, <laughs> what I might do, these these things, these I like things. Uh, I might uh, be a bit uh, outlandish here, and um, 
you, you heard me umming and ahhing. I was trying to find a nice way of saying that I think that Tricks of the Trade is under. So I'm um, going to say it now that it's good. at the $1.45, Tricks of the Trade can be my my lay, even though I think he'll win. He's my lay at, the, at that price. I think that's uh, crazy unders for me. I like that. You only need to be right one every two times to show a profit if you're going to lay something at that price. So, yep. uh, very good. I was going to lay one a place in the last, I just told you, but it's um, it's a little bit longer than I had. That's pretty boring. Yep. A born rule in race number four. I just think at very best you find the breeze. It's just oh, – I just think it's a little bit – it's going to be difficult. It's probably going to start somewhere near favourites. So, uh, race number four, make born to rule. Horse number six, my lay of the day on a day where – there isn't much laying. A lot of the favourites are very hard to beat. Maybe just a just a little bit under our prices. All right. And Madness, we're looking for something $21 or 20 to 1, the old, uh, at time of recording. What did you What, what did about you 21 bucks? What about 21 bucks a hole? <laughs> <laughs> uh, race 8, number 7, Cryptic Love. Uh, pretty confident it can uh, – if, if the gaps appear um, and Triple Missile has some sort of – Issues in the run. I, I think it can actually win the race. So mm. Don't get you don't get to back many at nearly hundred to one. You give some genuine life hope. A lot needs to go right, but uh, this is an occasion where I will do so. So race eight, number seven, cryptic love. Yeah, good. I think I'll be having something on cryptic love too, and I'll also be having something on one of you, something you threw out in the last as well. Sluice box back, but draws a gate. Mm-hmm. Ash Maley. It's just got a bit of a Maley kind of uh, kind of sort of even for a place on uh, sluice box in the last. But uh, my Maddie. Uh, threw this horse out in my leg up, but didn't cover it in my in the preview. But I reckon Bedouin Bell at twenty. If you can get mad prices, Bedouin Bell with Lacta Aron from a low draw has tough mare. I think that she's going to be in a good spot. Recent forms better than than it reads. Go back and watch the replay. She hasn't didn't have a ton of luck at all last start. So I think she can be Johnny on the spot. Uh, special view leading Bedouin Bell maybe leaders back. I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see her for Lulu Chani run a big race at twenty one dollars plus. Yeah, I don't mind that. She'll mm. definitely beat home Disco Donut, so that's, a, <laughs> that's a double the price as well. So, yeah, that's a uh, that's a bonus for you. All right, BJ, we got to the end of a uh, another episode. 